We have the best doctors. The best doctors. Why does he say everything twice, B? To convince Because himself. he's old. He says, nah, he does it. You know why he does it? Real talk. He does that shit to buy time. He kind of does it like black people. You know what I'm saying? Like we, how we double say shit. You know what I'm nah, saying? I don't, I don't know any black Not- people who talk like that. We're in for it. We're in for it. Just go away. Just go away. Dead. Dead. We have to. We have to. I'm done. I'm done. That's what's up. That's what's up. This is another episode of Decoding 40. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. This is L.O., live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up, it's your boy Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up, this is Howard, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> Hello, Google. I just do heroin. That sounds gross. Oh, y'all just trying to break me out. Oh, George, I'm being a prodder. All right. <laughs> so welcome to another exciting episode, the mm. holiday episode of the Coding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rock, and I'm here with my main man. This is L.O. a.k.a. Five golden tings. <laughs> it's your boy Vin in the building, feeling the Christmas spirit. Ho, 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 I'm at the soft pole. <laughs> or is it the <laughs> North Pole? It doesn't matter. I'm all over the these poles. Pole? It's pole. The pole is soft? Pause. I'm all over these poles. Pause. <laughs> like, there you go. Oh. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> ho, 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 ho. Get my cocoa, woman. This is Alaric. And that is the <laughs> gift that keeps on giving, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Yes, Christmas the holidays. I feel like at some point, it's going to be like rock star. Like we're going to be on stage somewhere doing a live performance and the whole audience is going to go quiet. <laughs> and I'm going to say, this is Alaric. And the entire place is going to erupt. I feel like you're going to, we're going to introduce ourselves and the crowd is going to go quiet. And before you even get to say it, the whole crowd is going to say, this is Alaric. <laughs> oh, that's even better. That's even better. And the horns go off and everybody's like. <laughs> but there's always that one guy in the crowd. This is Alaric, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, bro. Killing it, bro. <laughs> Fucking Alaric, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Merry Christmas, oh, everyone. And happy happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Be politically correct, my friend. Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, you Whatever got Tree King's Day, you got it all over there. Whatever you're celebrating. So this year, the, the obvious thing that we've all been dealing with is COVID-19. It's real. And I think it is real. It has affected all lives. Everybody in the world um has been impacted in some type of way, shape, or form. For me, it has been a a blessing and a curse. I lost my dad to Corona uh, virus. And, and, but then somewhere in all of that hibernating, I had a baby and I was able to not only stay home and nurture and make sure she was safe and she was born. That was awesome. And I also got to work heavily 
um, in work. And all of that was as a result, you know, I was basically hibernated at home and, and, and work at home. So coronavirus was, um, was, was like I said, blessing and a curse. So, so you were hibernating like a bear. Mm. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. Oh, what's your choice there. of words, my friend? The bear. <laughs> um, well, now, now he's Papa Bear. Now yes. he's Papa Bear. <laughs> There's a baby bear. I guess you call it a cub. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so coronavirus, right? So we can all agree, you know, it changed the entire world. Um, I think back to February where I did a comedy show down at, uh, what was I, at Greenwich Comedy Club. And I did a set and I talked about the coronavirus and I joked about it. And then I posted said segment on Facebook or whatever at the time when I was still on Facebook. Now I'm back at Facebook, but that's another story. I posted the shit and everybody was laughing at the shit. Oh, this is an overreaction. And two months, no, a month and a half later, the world shut down. Yeah. So, um, Here's the fucking sometimes comedy is wasn't really on point, but I joked about it. I thought it was boom be some bullshit because I think we got so accustomed to the government doing what they're supposed to do in regards to protecting the masses. Um, they really shit the bed on this one, but I didn't take it seriously. I thought it was gonna be a joke. I thought it was gonna be like they talked about Ebola and Ebola, yeah, it came to America, but didn't do anything all these diseases that were going to be the end of the world. So just like every other uh, American, you become desensitized by that information. So I didn't take it seriously until this motherfucker was serious. Until, you know, uh, Mac's father got sick and passed away. God bless him. Uh, Rick got sick. So it was crazy for me because then it comes home and then I go into work and see what it did to all of New York. The eeriest thing that I can remember because of COVID is going to work on a Friday morning or a Saturday morning. And when New York is popping, New York is popping. I don't care what time of the day it is, but to be literally sitting out on 40th and 7th at nine o'clock in the morning. And there's not a person walking the street on a regular day was the eeriest shit in the world. It was like the scene from I am legend. Nobody it was a ghost town. It fucked me up a little bit, man. That's a crazy, crazy image because you know how busy that that street yes. is. Like, I'm literally listen. It's I'm Times Square. Yeah, I'm two blocks from 42nd in Times Square, right? I, I can see all the lights, and there's nobody out there except for the homeless man opening the door at Dunkin' Donuts. He was still there. Other than that, <laughs> nobody was there. Can I get some? God bless you, brother man. Let me get some change. <laughs> no, I don't have change because I use the Dunkin' Donut app. But uh, <laughs> no change for you, bummer. But um, <laughs> well, that, that brings up an interesting point. Have you guys started using more, more apps and cashless transactions and other things as a result of not wanting to touch people and and things like that? I, I would say yes. I would Absolutely. say yes. Mine hasn't been a reaction to that. I just haven't had the opportunity to go to the bank. Like, I don't get cash. You don't go to the ATM to get cash anymore because every place takes your card. So you just you swipe it or you push it in or you tap it. Pause. 
<laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew the pause. The, the pausinator. The pausinator was pausing, waiting to pounce. Wow! It's like you tap it or you push it or you stick it in. Put it in. Yeah, you know. Mm. You're right. Um, I haven't avoided it, but I haven't. I also haven't gone to get a bunch of cash for for any particular. Reason. My garage only takes cash and i was so angry that i had to go to the atm and the bum opened the door and because you know how the atms are like especially when the bank is closed it's like everybody's packed in this little room i was mm-hmm. so annoyed i had to go get cash yesterday but i did and it worked. well that's did usually the where the bum, bum sleep bum yeah the bum the sleep bum? In, in, the, in the atm um, area the Wait, bum, did he have I a mask i think it was more crackhead than bum because it was like Thank you, sir. They was holding the door. It was different. Mm. Yeah, you know. Do you have a mask on? Uh, I think so. Mm. Of course, I had a mask. It says I love crack on it. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you think I I heart crack? crack. (laughs) I heart crack, right? And it lights up. (laughs) So I hold the door because when you come out with a twenty, that's all I need to get myself something to smoke. So there you go. I love crack. That's my mask. How much do they expect to get for opening the door? Yo, B, I don't know. I don't a know. Dollar. At an ATM though. Right. Like, a dollar. I just dollar. I just got 20s. You're not Yo, getting yeah, you're not up. getting any of these at up. ATM. You know what I'm waiting for one day. I can make change. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls out a, a wad of money. More money than you just took out. Exactly. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. They need to be at 7-Eleven or, or they need to be at a convenience store. That's your best bet. Okay, even there. What, how much do they expect? Just the change that you got? A dollar. A, little a dollar. Change. A dollar. A dollar. Oh, opening the door. You didn't even pump my gas. A dollar. You're, I'm not giving you. you are a door bum. <laughs> door bum. As opposed to a gas <laughs> bum. Yeah. A door bum gets or whatever. Run the bum. So in the in the hierarchy of bums, which is, is, so you're saying gas bums are above door bums? Yes. Clearly. And what's above a gas bum? A, a talented ATM bum. bum. ATM bum. A performing, performing bum. A performing, performing bum, bum would be above a gas yeah. bum. Okay, but so what's the highest level? In between, level in between of that is ATM bum. The highest level of bummage you can aspire to <laughs> is, uh, is trade bum. The guy will, who will actually fix your, your brakes. Yes. yes. You keep Ooh, an eye on them, though. Yes. Oh, trade bum. <laughs> trade trade bums. Trade bums will fix your brakes with a butter knife and a pair of pliers in their bare fucking hands in 20 degree weather to get that money. That is a and true fact, trade bum. What about our special needs bums? Who are out what there in a wheelchair people? with wheelchair bumps? Wheelchair, wheelchair. wheelchair. Yeah. Maybe bumps. you have one leg, or maybe you have one leg on your rolling special around. Olympics. No, one leg bum. No, you don't qualify. That's special needs bum. Special needs. No, nah, I seen. Uh, no, mm-hmm. if one you got no legs, no count. legs, one leg, you you're good to go. Okay, so you, when you, you can work. So when the 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 no legged bum right is in the wheelchair, he's a special needs bum. What do you call the bum that's pushing him? Assistant bum? <laughs> bum support. That's bum support. <laughs> bum skinny bum bum. bum. It's double bum. bum. So do you give bum. both bum skinny bum? Or you give or you bum. Bum. one bum, bum and say you no. bum it up and divide he's a, it. He's a bum you, pusher. He's he's got to tip out his bum pusher. He's got to yeah. tip him out. You know you at the end of the night, <laughs> nigga. I'm the one without the legs. <laughs> but oh, but they work in the tan because he wouldn't be able to cover much territory if it wasn't for the bum pusher. Oh, right. maybe he's maybe he's an apprentice bum. Yes, it's got to be like a seventy thirty split. Yeah, he's a he's he bum in training. 
I hope you ne- negotiate at least for a 60 40 split. Listen, something like that. Something like that. Because otherwise, he'd only be sitting really on one corner, one block. Yeah. yeah. The seven oh, I'm going to need to renegotiate our contract. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, I'm only happy with my compensation <laughs> for my duties that I've been performing. I recently went, to give me a 360 deal. I recently <laughs> went to the Brum Union. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the um, what do you call them? Uh, I had it in my head earlier. The scrunchie. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the squeegee. Jesus, they they are on the uh, totem pole of bums, but not as high as the. Uh, no, the, they they went down quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where was it that crushed the squeegee? The squeegee man. Bum. I think it was Giuliani. I think it was, was Giuliani. It? Wow. I think it was. Giuliani. But they kind of were annoying because they were not even using clean water to like. Right. Might as well you know, spit on your windshield and no, just wipe somebody, it with a t-shirt. I had somebody spit on my windshield one time. What to clean it? No, he, he spit on it and then and then put water on it to say. Oh, you know, like I didn't mean to do that, whatever, whatever, or whatever, whatever. Not that you didn't mean, mean to spit it. on your windshield, but but now, like, you gotta clean it. Like, I'm you know. sorry, sir, but I'm part cobra, and when I open <laughs> my mouth, spit comes out. So that's why I got spit on your window, sir. I apologize. That was my pet cobra in my pocket. <laughs> I used to, I used to hate coming into the Bronx because I was living in Queens at the time. I used to hate coming into Bronx in Manhattan up. The, off the Bruckner because they would always get me. And I had a whole thing. So if they caught me getting off, I'd be like, no, no, no. Cause and sometimes I slow down, let another car get in front of me. So I'd be in the back. But anyway, um, if I was really going someplace after they, after they would, depending on how much of a rush I was in, after they clean my windshield, I would immediately go to the car wash. I didn't even want to touch my car after that. It was disgusting. I, mm. I don't you know what? I don't have problems with those type of homeless people. Um because they're putting the, the service. No, the look that I give them when I'm at a stoplight. <laughs> says, if you touch my window, I might run you over. Mm. It's just that type of look. Don't come near me. And if they come to you, because um, it's worse when you with your, I'm with my daughter sometimes. You're not going to give them any money? I'm not giving them shit. <laughs> well, so, so it's my now name. roll up your window. You ain't giving them meat. <laughs> when do they go from bum to vendor? Because if you're out there selling water to me, you a vendor. Or grapes. I'm gonna, water. I put water Actually, at the light. Yeah. Yeah. So now you I had a bum. I had a bum who would wash my car regularly. Mm. And you're he would if it's regular, water. then it's not a bum. Then it's not a bum. Oh no, he's a bum. He's a bum. I know no, exactly he's, the bum he describes. He's the car wash bum. He's a car wash bum. He's got he's and some of the good he's got ones. A bucket. Yes. Got a bucket. They got a bucket. They got Ow. a um, yeah, yeah, they got all the needs to wash the car. And they will leave your shit spotless. You can't only outdoor spotless, but only on the outside. You can't let them in the outside. outside. Yeah, I gotta lock the door with. I have, I have a whole uh, bum, uh, uh, car wash operation down the hill from me because they plug into in the summertime. They plug into the hydrant. I know exactly which one you're talking about. And there's cars lined up, and they have like towels. Wow, that's all lined up. Yo, so sort of bums all do have a union. Yeah. I Maybe think they, they should. How do we go from COVID to bumps? That's just a, that's, that's just the magic of this show. This is the magic oh. of the show. So we want to we want to wish a Merry Christmas to all the bums, whatever bum level you are in. Yeah. Yes, and we hope you're safe and 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 you are warm. And um, 
but stay away from our cars. Thank you. You know what? Fuck you and your Merry Christmas, right? I'm a bum. I don't think we should say like happy holidays and you're a bum. <laughs> let's let's separate the two. Let's separate happy holidays, everyone. Look, hopefully 2021 will be better and you'll get on your feet and uh you know, or you you you'll be in a better place. Merry Christmas happy higher level of yeah, elevate your bummage. After listening to the corner 40, I realized mm-hmm. that I wasn't optimizing my bum potential. So what I did is I went from being a bank bum to getting myself a squeegee and I got two other bums together and we got some buckets and now we have a cleaning facility. Thank you, Dakota Forty, for such great advice. You're welcome. Hey, you. Yeah, you, Dakota Forty fan. You got a problem with us? Give us a call. 608-618- 4040. Tell us how you really feel. You might end up on the show. We double, triple fucking dare you. Fuck out of here. Hey guys, Merry Christmas. This is your number one fan, McKinney. So glad y'all got the, you know, the voice messages that we can leave. Man, I love you all show. Thank you, thank you. It's something I listen to in the morning or on my drive. So just keep it up. Once again, Merry Christmas. Congratulations, Max. I'm glad you had your baby. Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations to that. So just just keep it up, guys, even when I'm arguing with you all through the radio. Keep it up. See y'all tonight on the live. What about you, Rips? Well, I got COVID really early on in March. And, early um, adopter, nigga. <laughs> you know, I'm an early adopter. <laughs> I like to be ahead of the curve. Um, but I think none of us really took it seriously when, when the first warnings of COVID, because we've heard, we've heard the warnings before, you know, whether it was uh, swine flu or the bird flu or chicken gunya or what, all these other shits. <laughs> chicken gunya. <laughs> you, you, you remember that one? Chicken no, gunya. I don't. No, I no, don't. You don't remember that one? Chicken gunya? Zika. Zika, it was after Zika, but between Zika and Ebola. <laughs> See, I don't even remember them shit. That shit was out for two weeks. That shit was that shit was out for two that weeks. Pop, it was like a Jordan release. <laughs> that was a Jordan release. It was mad exclusive, son. It was mad exclusive. Uh, <laughs> Chicken gun, yeah. None of those things really touched our shores. So we thought it was gonna be another one of those situations. Like, but this pandemic was different. It's not fucking around, and it's like hold it, my beer. it traded it, it. It changed the entire world. It's just not even like it just touched one country, touched one region, touched one continent. The entire world was was affected by it, except Africa. I, I'm not sure Africa was like really fucked up by it. Mm-mm. No, uh, if you look at the numbers, I think uh, overall Africa probably fared better than a lot of uh, first world countries. You one know, of the best. Uh, one of the best. And um, all of these supposed quote unquote shithole countries are in a lot better situations than they are right now. Right. We're the shithole country. Exactly. And I mean, to go back to what Rick said earlier about the different types of, uh, you know, bird flus and things like that, 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 that nature, like I, what I did in my set, it was like I, I, I fucking joked that it would came from a bat. It was like, how could something from a bat do what do all of this shit? Because that was the first thing that they said. Oh, it was it, a bat bit another animal and somehow it, the bat trace it was like some crazy shit that sound like this, outbreak this, 
This is why I hate the media. I hate the media because they try to simplify it down to a bat getting eaten in a in a wet market. That's what caused this world pandemic. I I was listening to someone the other day and I I find it so true. We live in a reductionist society where everything has to be reduced to some ridiculous uh, quantifiable uh, uh, concept that doesn't even necessarily make sense, but just so we can uh, put it in a bite-sized soundbite to make people feel a little bit better about the fucking information that they're consuming. It's ridiculous. So this is the CNN meeting that that happened that I can imagine. All right, all right. I got an idea, guys, okay? A fucking bat. A bat was the reason why the pandemic started. What do you guys think about that? Sounds plausible. Why not? Did motherfuckers just start eating bats? I don't think so. Right. As soon as Absolutely. we found bats, we ate bats, okay? <laughs> it's, it's been going on. It's not right. like just all of a sudden came out of nowhere. We just started eating bats. Bats and bubble tea. Humans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, with those, wet, those, but those wet markets are a source of disease. That's basically what they were saying. It became amplified into somebody those ate also, They also aren't new. Chinese civilization is one of the oldest civilizations in the world. Continuous civilizations yes it didn't just start they didn't just start having wet markets we've been eating bat for a year sent you a bat you never have bat like we make it come on fry bat <laughs> boil bat bake bat stir <laughs> fry bat bat and cheese that sounds disgusting well, I'm, I'm on That's a diet so i'll take the baked bat mm. you you don't know what you're missing baked bat little season <laughs> on it fried rice good Bat with some bubble tea, delicious. <laughs> Slide lights. You literally just made my stomach curl. <laughs> was, was it the and bat you wash it down with some whiskey? I said bat with bubble tea. <laughs> oh, that sounds <laughs> delicious. That sounds awful. You can make a sandwich out of it, right? You 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 make a sandwich, bat sandwich. So moving right, on. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no. Here's the question: You have to eat one. You have to eat. You have to eat one of these animals to survive. Okay. Okay. Which one would you choose first? <laughs> no, you only have to eat one. You only have to eat one. Because we're talking about survival, I'm going to eat all of them. <laughs> but it, no, you you only need to eat one, and then the boat's going to come save you. And the okay, all right, all right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Wait, okay, wait. So have to choose one. So bat, dog, rat, or Monkey, that say rat. monkey. Oh, I like monkey. You might, get, you might get you might get Ebola from the monkey. So or AIDS. Monkey in there. Or AIDS. Yeah. yeah. Or you got to fuck the monkey to get AIDS. <laughs> did you did you guys see the South Park episode where they talked about? Oh, Jesus! You guys got to watch the South Park episode where they talk about the pandemic. It's actually mm. really funny. All right. So anyway, rat, bat, or dog or monkey? I'm not eating no fucking monkeys. Too close to human. How hungry am I? Because I feel like the bat's not going to have enough meat on it. You can have a bucket of bats. Oh, I can have a bunch of bats. I can. You can. You can have. <laughs> can have, have the ten piece bats from Popeyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can get the twenty piece bat nuggets. You can get the twenty piece bat. <laughs> I tell you, we make it just for you. I'll eat a bat. Why yeah. not? Fuck it. So you said bat, rat, dog, or monkey? Yeah. Don't want to eat the monkey. Because I think I can train the monkey to help me hunt for something. Um, monkey, go get it. Uh, um, I think it's probably between the dog and the rat. I think I think rat. If the rat is feasting on everything that that we eat, the rat's probably going to taste the best. 
That's just my jungle favorite. rat or sewer rat. Ah, oh, shit. What does the jungle rat mm. eat? Well, I'm going to say jungle rat because they're going to be big and meaty and it's going to be like a chicken leg. Yeah, but what so like jungle rats rat. get as big as, as opposed what? to sewer? Yeah, I no, guess sewer rats are pretty big. No, rats. Man, get, you'd be an expert on that. So how big are the sewer rats? The rats get, get as big as what they eat, as much as they eat. So if there's nothing to eat on the island, they're not going to be that big. They're going to be skinny rats. Yeah, I'd rather I take a Times Square rat. rat that is huge, that's been feasting on all the all the trimmings of Times Square. If you can just throw like four Times Square rats, but they, all right, first of all, I don't even the fact that I know that they're rats is cool, but if I gotta skin them and and yeah. fillet them, yes, all of these animals look, dude, you do not want to eat a Times Square rat. Do you know why? Because Times Square rat has been eating Times Square garbage. That's what he's been eating. Times Square as, garbage. As opposed to and that's jungle what garbage. Taste like. Well, jungle garbage is going to be a little bit more organic than Times Square yeah. garbage. It's definitely more <laughs> organic. It's fucking organic. Yo, our conversations rat. have gone off the rail today. A rat eating organic. Because well, what's, what's garbage in the jungle? It fell off the tree and they ate it? All right. So, okay. So, fans, good. is good. the jungle rat because it's organic, have a small beard and wear a sweater cap. Wears a dashiki. Rats with an eye. <laughs> Rats with an eye. I just love these coconut scraps that I've been eating. I'm so healthy uh, right now. I can I can swim to the other island. All right. What are you eating? What are you eating uh, now? I'm eating Oprah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that was on the menu. I'm not playing the game with you guys. That's not (laughs) an option. That's not option. L starving. Okay. Have you seen Oprah? There's no way I'm starving. (laughs) He's he's died. He's died on the island. All right. And he's dreaming of Oprah. (laughs) Leon is dead. I think I'm going back. I think I'm going back. You going back? No. Two bats. I'm going back because I just imagine like you you would fry it up and it'd be a wing and it'd be crunchy and then it'd be like. Buffalo, uh, yeah, that's that. Rat just that's seems, a rat seems nasty to me. I mean, a, a bat is just a flying rat, but I'll still, I don't know, it just seems a little better to I me. Guess, and dogs, I, I, you, I just, I can't eat fluffy. I can't eat fluffy. Is a bat more squirrel or is it more rat? Well, they're all in the rodent family, I think. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, all yeah. Is, is it? I think it's more, more rat. Towards, I think it's, it's more rat. rat it I think it, it depends on which bat, because it could be like kind of mousy with wings. Because I'm gonna have small. a bat. Why don't we have a ratologist on the show? We should better plan. We need better planning. We should have a all rat, right, rat specialist. All right. Well, how about how about all right? So if I'm gonna eat a bat, I'm eating a fruit bat. Because at least I know the bat's healthy. Well, you gotta eat whatever <laughs> bat is there. It's like the Jamaican you restaurant. Eat, no, 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 no. They got. They got it. You know. <laughs> we don't have. Got, we got no fruit bat. We don't have. No more we don't have bat. 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 We don't have that. We don't have that. You want fruit bat? We don't have that. You want oxtail gravy on your bat? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, you mean you got oxtail gravy with no oxtails? Don't ask questions. Yo, what the Jamaican finish. restaurants now saying that unless you order oxtail, you can't get the oxtail uh, gravy because you're greedy, son. You That's can't have everybody because you everybody can't order chicken gravy. and want oxtail gravy. Everybody wants oxtail gravy. Everybody extra oxtail gravy. Charge me extra. Don't say I can't have it. That's too much. That's too complicated. That's that's too much. That's too much. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> and yo, they give you like yo, they give you like I, a quarter I, of a ladle. Life is to suck my teeth like an old Jamaican man. Chummers. Been on there with that. that that's a curse. You, do you want? Do you understand? Like that is a fucking that that means something. It's a yes. word. It's a, it's a it's yes, language. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> only, only us. Only black people. Only black people could do that. I, my father-in-law did that teeth suck, and the world stopped, and I. Spun around just to make sure it wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, but yeah. yeah. Is I he Jamaican? That. He is not, but it was Jamaican-ish. It was close oh. enough for me to. No, he's West he, Indian. Every Caribbean, every Caribbean <laughs> island has his strips. He yeah. strips. Ooh, he's tr- he's trendy. He's trendy. He's trendy. <laughs> so it was a trendy mm. teeth, but it was it was furious. It was furious. Mm. Yeah. So what's what's your co- what's your COVID uh, story there? L? So. It's funny. My wife actually um, reminded me that we've been dealing with COVID more than a year now because November of last year is when it really started to hit the news, at least from uh, across seas. We didn't really pay attention to it. And then January is is January when uh, Kobe died. Yeah. Uh, January, February. February. Yeah. So that that sucked that news that we were all into Kobe. And I think the last event that I went to was my birthday, which you guys all attended. Mm -hmm. And next thing we know two weeks later the the world is starting to shut down mm-hmm. and uh remote learning oh yeah end of january uh kobe died so and we've been doing remote learning since then and we've been really self uh quarantining and self-isolating a lot what was interesting for me is a, a number of things one i have now not worked in a corporate setting for over a year now this is the first time ever i have been fun employed for this long mm which is fascinating for me um, because I, I go through bouts. So sometimes I, I want to get in and I mix again. And other times I hear stories about people still dealing with that corporate bullshit. And I'm like, nah, I don't miss it at all. So I've been actually working on a um, CBD pro- product um, that I hope to launch in the next couple of months, um, which has been really fun and really strenuous to kind of wrap my mind around and make sure that I get into the space authentically as possible. But it's been good to have that time to kind of work on it and just really come up with something I think is really cool. So stay tuned for that. But I cannot, the the silver lining of this year is I have gotten to spend so much time with my family that it has been invaluable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, amount of time uh, that I've been able to spend with my sons and with my wife and really reconnecting and, and building up our relationships has been just amazing for me. And I don't know if I would have ever had this opportunity had we not had been forced to sit down and just really rethink how we are as um, a family and how we are as people. So, um, that's the silver lining for us. Um, as far as my uh, mini bar bill, it is out of fucking control. Um, <laughs> these motherfuckers absolutely owe me some money. I need a oh, kickback. Hold up, hold up. The motherfuckers are knocking on the door right now. Look, we have your stock options here, sir. <laughs> yo, okay. you got to stop. We're gonna just ship you a truck. The, yo, once we really start to get in conversation, I know we had like like some preliminary conversations with them, but holy shit, they got to come with the bag because this <laughs> shit is crazy how much money i've spent with them and to answer your earlier question i it was funny i had gone to store the, to the store i needed a cheese grater 
I had looked, I walked into the store and I looked at the line. I'm like, that's not the line. It can't be the line. The line was wrapped around the whole friggin' store. I was like, this is exactly why I order everything online. Cause there's no way I'm like standing online. For, it, where was like it? A, a Target or a big yeah, one? It was um, Marshall's. I was like, yo, hell to the no. Why are y'all standing online like this? You know, you can go home and order this. And it'll get to you faster than the time it takes for you to stand online and get to the cash register. So I walked in. I had two bags with me. I'm pretty sure that I was looked at like, oh, he must have stole something real quick because I walked in and out so fast. Um, and then I just went home and ordered it and got to me in two hours. And I'm like, y'all are bugging. So I'm I'm really from a business perspective because I'm always curious about how business transforms how this um, pandemic is going to affect the way we as consumers uh, consume our uh, our things, our widgets. Um, but the other thing to that is New York City um, recently is shutting down um, indoor dining again. So we're living in Harlem and restaurant business is a large part of the business um, ecosystem. I'm really kind of nervous as to how that's going to affect us. So I've got fingers and toes crossed and everything, um, hoping that 2021 with this new administration brings a lot of new um, ideas on how to invigorate business and, and, and keep people afloat. I think this is a reset. I think we had the reset for the information age, and I think the information age has accelerated the next reset. And I think this reset is about how do we live virtually? And whether this was accidental or engineered without getting too con- conspiratorial, um, I do think that, you know, this is this is the next shift, because even when we go back to the regular world, people have built new habits and learned how to use Zoom and order online. And that's people aren't going to go back from that. The convenience economy is here. Yeah. What we knew, what we knew is is never going to come back. The world has changed. Mm. It was a forced change. but. Yeah, I, I was I was we were talking about this the other day. And I think even for restaurants, there's gonna be a lot of restaurants that were dine-in that are not gonna be dine-in anymore, that are going to be takeout only, and they're gonna do more food courts and they're gonna be doing more um places where, where there's a bunch of different or ghost kitchens. They're gonna be doing they're gonna be doing that. You're gonna have a lot of sit-down restaurants because people are still gonna want that when you know we don't have to wear masks anymore or when social distancing isn't as much of a thing as it is now and the, the vaccine is out there. People are still gonna want to go to restaurants, but there are gonna be some restaurants that are just gonna be takeout only. And until this the, until most people are vaccinated from it, there's always gonna be a large portion of the society that doesn't want to go out and sit next to somebody not wearing a mask you know it's gonna you, be a mess. you you were talking about the the whole idea of the takeout restaurant um that started again this was i i was doing the deliveries of grubhub last year that's that started i mean that's when i first saw, saw shit like that there are just restaurants exclusively that just do that they don't yeah. have much they, they might have one or two chairs in there and that's probably just to wait for your food but a lot of these restaurants are do a lot of these restaurants are popping up exclusively to work with your delivery services. Mm-hmm. So those that started maybe a year or two ago that people were like, well, where are the seating are the ones that fucking had their come up this year. You know, um, actually, I heard a theory that they're the ones who started COVID 
but that's something other shit. That <laughs> well, well, to your point, there, there are more ghost kitchens now, and the ghost kitchen is like they don't have some place for you to come and sit down and eat your food. They are all takeout, and they all use they they use a, a kitchen location to serve to create their food and and their menu. But there's no there's no physical location for you to come and sit down or to even pick up mm-hmm. your food. Mm-hmm. It's all takeout. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to be a new model for and which makes absolute sense. Right. Because you can because sell, you can on sell Friday night, food. if I'm ordering Chinese food, I don't care. I don't care if there's a physical location where they're making Chinese food right. or are they cooking my food and bringing it to me? That's all I really care about at the end of the day. And it's good. Similar to the Mexican restaurant that I was telling you guys, uh, I think last month or back in October. The thing, though, that I feel for these restaurateurs because they've been trying to be as innovative as possible through this pandemic. And I was uh, riding in the Uber yesterday or a couple of weeks ago, and I started to see they are trying to build these outdoor structures to accommodate people. And then some of them are really fly and are trying to be innovative in a way that they are servicing people. So to, so there will be like a section where it's just you and whoever you're eating with is in this little small type of space and it's cut off from everybody else. Downtown, um, I'm sorry. Downtown, they're doing just that. I was yeah. down at a, I think I was out in the street on Chambers of Canal down at, by work. And they're creating these little individual like houses. Yes. yes. Where I guess it just seats two people and it, it, it looks like they're gonna, I guess, have some sort of heat running there, whatever they're yes. figure, figuring out. And but, it really uh, dope. And it's yeah. the, the dope thing about it that I I like is that this is what capitalism breeds, right? You have to be innovative in this space. Yeah. The problem is, is when government oversteps, I think, in a way. And I know that there's a health concern. I get that. The thing is, you're putting people in a very tight squeeze. And I'm still trying to reconcile where exactly I fall in between government and public health. I'm oh, business, um, the, the business uh, owners and public health. I, I just I, even and I, I hear what you're saying, Alaric. I, I just think that there are going to be far too many people who get crushed under what's happening now. For for the sake of trying to be as preventative as possible, I I think that's true. But that's in, that's anytime you have such a a huge shift right. like this, people are going to get people are going to get crushed. But there are also going to be innovators that are coming up with these new rules sure. that are going to excel. You know, like you're saying, like they're building these these little huts for mm-hmm. individuals. And maybe now that becomes a new model for how you, you know, enjoy indoor, outdoor. But there's always going to be that that push and pull where um, industry and government regulation, they're going to try to thwart the rules or try to skirt the law. Mm-hmm. And government's going to try to clamp, clamp down. And then in the middle will be. You know, where they where the business excels and where where we get to enjoy. You know, yo, I just had an idea. Maybe we'll just be illegal. I just had an idea. <laughs> I, I I just saw it in my head. Like, have you been over to that new restaurant, Huts? They have like tiny huts on the street, and they bring your food, and you have individual huts. It's really great. They have good hummus. 
That's the fucking. That's it. <laughs> but I mean, but I think about that that might be the new cafeteria, or that might be the new uh, food hall because yeah. people are going to want to still have an outdoor experience or eating out on the town experience, but they're going to want to feel protected. Have you I been over say, the bubble? I, I, I I miss dine I miss dining out. I think I said this a while back. I miss just being able to go out and dine. Um, I miss getting a fucking beer. How about that? Yeah, that's too. Like sitting at a bar and just kicking it, right? Like, you know. But anyway, it's just one of those things. All right, moving on to our next topic. Yo, this is Vincent, a.k.a. Many Voices. Hey, what's up? This is Alaric, and I'm speaking directly into the mic. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, making all your dreams come true. This is Hello. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Make sure that you follow us. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we tweet? A little bit. We tweet. We tweet. All right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. No Snapchat at all. And go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. Thank you for listening to Code and Party, goddammit. <laughs> Greetings. Who that I call? Me, Iman, Black Pete. Here what? Me a call for Christmas. Me a call for wish everybody out there good Christmas. But, me a call for educate on Here what? You ever hear about Black Pete before? Well, and me did work and bring all of you pick me them, them good girls, them good boy present them. And a white elf with beard. And me, I man, Black Pete. You know that was so old. You know the one, St. Nicholas. In your saint, my blood clot slave driver. That man I give me 500 years from the earth. He said, me not give you, me not give you, me not give you life, but me give you 500 years. Just to do nice things for the children them. But but when the album come out, they are gonna put white elf on the cover. What kind of five art beat blood clot post world is just that you know deal with it. Anyway, a black beat from the street I do it. And all of the gifts them complete. So remember, when you think about Christmas, you think about blood clot Santa Claus, blood clot Saint Nicholas. Blood clad Chris Kringer, a black peach from the street, I do it. Merry Christmas. Another thing this year that affected us was, all of us, is um, social justice. George Floyd, um, Breonna Taylor, I think, um, and it, they just keep coming. The young man who was shot seven times in the back. It's been just a series of things Um you know, George Floyd hit me really, really hard. And and it wasn't just George Floyd. It was just it was that compounded with the response and the outcry from people who didn't look like me. I was very touched by the not only just the local community, the regional community, national community, but the global community, people who don't even speak English coming out and saying Black Lives Matter. That meant something to me this year. But how did that affect you guys? overall the the concept of social justice and the impact on the world this year i can only say this i'm tired of being angry and and keep seeing this level of fuckery that that seems to be happening it it seems like it seemed like for for just a minute it seemed like the world was a little bit different and i don't want to i don't want to say cuz of obama i think we were just in a different space now, unbeknownst to me and unbeknownst to a lot of us, they were just somewhere stewing. 
But I just, you know, it just fucking makes me angry. You know, the George Floyd thing to watch that man have his life extinguished and the look on that fucking cop's face of what are you going to do? And then to look at the other cops basically like whatever. And to hear people yelling and screaming and this man dying, it, it, it just to me, you know, it, it and this this like the George Floyd was a was a culmination. It was like the it was the cream of the crop. Right. Because they had been so many other cases that we've seen and we go, damn, that was really fucked up. Right. Like, how are they going to top that? Well, George Floyd was the fucking icing on the cake for me. And you're dealing with that. Then the pandemic and. I, I I just had a fuck enough, man. I, I'm sorry. I, it 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 just it, it it made me become a gun owner. Mm-hmm. It 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 changed my perspective on guns because I wasn't a person who who thought. I mean, I've never had a fear of guns, but I'm gonna tell you right now. When I went to apply for my license and I got my license, it took me a long time to actually go to a gun store because I was nervous. I was scared. Because I didn't know how to deal with that, how to process that, that I'm going to buy a firearm and have it in my house. I think about safety concerns and things of that nature. But then on the other side, I'm thinking they're choking people out in the streets and it's not going to be me. And these motherfuckers is talking real shit right now as far as this is our country and blah, blah, the fucking blah. I'm not letting you come up in my house. So that situation changed a lot of things for me. And I think the pandemic added to that because, again, we saw another, not to go back to the pandemic, but we saw another side how people just became animals with things. So it was that. And then I'm seeing people getting choked out in the street. I see this man crying for his dead mother. And I thought about me in that situation because my mother's dead. And that shit hit home for me. And it changed my whole perspective. It made me like, yo, I'm going to get strapped. I'm going to think about surviving because these fucking people are not playing. And that shit, it it it, it forever will it forever change me. I think that to me was the icing. It was a straw that broke the back, and we've seen it. We've seen it all the time. But that to me was just like, come on, man, you literally sat on this man's neck for for fucking eight eight minutes and some change, and you and and the the look on your face was like, what? That to me said, these niggas ain't playing, and I'm not gonna play either. That shit fucked me up. I I think that video changed a lot of people's perception of what was really happening in America. Because I think prior to that, people were able to make a lot of excuses and say, well, what did he do? Or how did he earn that? Or what did he do to deserve that, right? Mm -hmm. But they had the opportunity to see someone helpless for eight minutes and 42 seconds being choked out and murdered on camera. It was a snuff film. Mm-hmm. This is what we saw. Yeah. When I first saw the video and I saw the headline, it said man being arrested or, or being abused by police and later died. Right? So I watched the video and anyone who watched that video knows he didn't later die. They murdered him on camera. Mm-hmm. That cop murdered him with with the help of the three other officers that were there, murdered him on camera. And I think that that was different than anything else that we had ever seen because it was so blatant. Mm-hmm. 
was without apology, like, like as if he had a right to do what he was doing to this man. When Mac was saying, like, it, it, it shook the world because America has been propping itself up on these ideals that we are the land of the of the free and the, and, the, and the home of the brave, and all you have to do is do the right things and work hard in this country, and you can have just as much as the next guy. And this video just threw it in their face, like, no, this is the shit we've been telling you about the entire time we've been here. That they're lying, it's a lie. They're giving you that. But they're not giving us that. What they're giving us is fucking death and destruction. And I think that that played out um, so vividly in that in that video, in those in those eight minutes and forty two seconds, it was undeniable to most, because there were those other people on the other side that want to scream "Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter," whatever your tagline is. But they're the minority. As 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 much as as much as. That 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 counter argument is being promoted in the media, and I can't stand the media for that. They they are still the minority. The majority the majority of the people in this world can see it, mm-hmm. and they were in the streets. It changed something in America because we think back to those those moments after George Floyd, how people took to the streets. These were powerful moments, and we can't forget that. We didn't, we've never seen that in our lifetime. Maybe in the 60s, protesting the Vietnam War, protesting, uh, you know, the civil rights era. That may have been happening, but we've never seen that in our generation. We've never seen that in our lifetime. That sort of action and people really putting themselves on the line. But did it change or is this just a remix of that? I, I think it's changing because yeah. I can tell you from a personal experience, I've I'm reminded um, of Zora Neale Hurston's quote, uh, if you're silent about the way uh, they're treating you, they'll they'll kill you and say you enjoyed it. Mm. And what we saw was were, were several people who checked off several different boxes in terms of race, gender, religion, standing up and saying, no, this is unacceptable. This pandemic forced us to pay attention to something that is brutal, and inhumane and people in the face of a pandemic stood up and said no not today so if anything we we saw people speak truth to power at a at a higher vibration that we've seen in a long time so i agree with you rick that we haven't seen anything like this in, since the 60s and i became even more bold and emboldened in my position that i am no longer going to accept anybody suggesting that this is not my country. This is my country. I am a countryman here. And no snaggletooth, inarticulate, uneducated piece of shit from the South, the North, the Midwest, or West is going to suggest otherwise. So I, I remember watching that video, and it took me two weeks at least to watch that video. Mm. And because I knew the outcome. So I didn't want to see, I didn't want to see it happen. I still haven't seen the whole video. Yeah, I, I eventually watched the whole video, but I hated them putting on a loop on the news because you know. this is a type of black suffering that on one end is needs to be highlighted, but the callousness in which it's replayed on a loop is disgusting. What What's the sisters uh, that can't 40-year version? 
Uh, right, Rada Black. Rada Black. All right. So she has that song, Poverty Porn. It's that type of thing. That's that fucking black suffering porn. It's what it is. And we're going to play this and we're going to, it's going to sink in your head and we're going to, we're going to make you feel even better, even worse than you, than you feel right now, just because that's what we do. But the callousness is that that's somebody's life. And yeah. I, I still don't understand. And this is, this is across several uh, demographics. That person is not coming back. This is not a game. We living in a deadly video game with just one man. Mm-hmm. So don't don't try to suggest to me that you know that this isn't as bad as it seems. Or I mean, th- those they're days are trivialized. They're trying to trivialize yeah. it too. That's well, the, that's I don't know. I don't think they're trying to trivialize it at all. What what white supremacy aims to do is to control control us. So it serves as a warning against those who buck against the system. That's why they keep replaying it. That's why they want they want to make sure that you get the message that if you're doing anything that we find outside of the realm of what's acceptable, this is your fate. Extinguish. You will be extinguished. And we'll do it on camera and we may or may not pay the price for it. But and I and I agree with that. The thing is, I think this year because everyone was home, everyone was bored, locked in. You couldn't get away from that story. It inspired something different in people. And mm-hmm. it wasn't fear because you're talking about thousands and hundreds of thousands of people packed in the city square, not giving a fuck about coronavirus, but they wanted their voices to be heard. So what are some good things? Did anything good come out of all of this uh, social justice activity? Well, that's the other thing. That's that activation was good. I think at this point we can't lose steam, right? We've gotten we we've we've helped them slay the dragon, right? We got rid of Donald. Now, what the fuck are you going to do for us? And we can't Almost. we we can't no, he's gone. We can't get complacent, right? And be and get lulled to sleep by the democratic bullshit. The time is now. So I think that the good thing is that. If if we don't lose focus, we have someone we can probably meet at the table. We but we gotta we gotta twist his hand. We gotta make him do, do, do our bidding. <laughs> so to speak. Twist his hand. We gotta put our hand on the back of his neck. Yeah. You know how you squeeze somebody in the back of their neck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to get him out of a club and shit. We gotta do the bouncer squeeze. You grab my neck. Come on, motherfucker. You've had enough to drink. Yeah. And uh, I I I think we have to also put pressure on Kamala because she's she has his ear like yo what are you doing invite Kamala to the barbecue and let's have a discussion yo I actually had a vision she's going to be the president yeah so did I she is yeah during his term I think she is about that I don't know about I think I think it very well could happen that Joe just becomes incapacitated so just by the link that Rick sent and listening to that and him like fumbling, he he's not all there. Right. Right. Well, he's and, not, yeah, but let's, let's not, he's not Ronald Reagan, not all there. Let's be clear. I feel like he's knocking on the door. Yeah. He, nah. he's, uh, if he starts eating jelly beans, it's a wrap. If I'm you, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, y'all don't you, get if that. You watch him, 
But I don't know. think Joe is senile, but I I just think about talking to to my father who's seventy seven years old and uh, trying to talk him around. You know, opening my brother's email is is a struggle. It's a struggle. I mean, all okay? right, all right, okay. You're right because the motherfucker did use the word malarkey. Yeah. Anybody who's using the word malarkey doesn't even know what the internet is. <laughs> You know, he knows what the internet is, but he's not going to allow you to tell him what the internet is. You, mean you, you, mean, you mean you can see naked women on the internet? I never knew that. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, based on what I saw I, in my head, I, I feel like he is going to get to a point where he's not going to be functioning at a high level and a high capacity. And he's going to make the the tough decision and just say, you know, I need to step down. Well, now, how old is he now? He's seventy eight. He's seventy eight. Seventy eight. What is the no, oldest make it. president? Was it Reagan? No, him. Him. He's the Joe oldest. Biden. How will be the oldest president? How old was Reagan when he when he left? Because he won two terms, right? Yeah, I remember he won two terms. So how old was Reagan when he? Yeah, but Reagan oh. Reagan had issues younger. He had mental issue capacity issues much younger than Joe Biden. So he because no, you don't I, remember after 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 Reagan left office, he lived for a while. Yeah, I mean you you can live on pudding for a while. <laughs> Reagan 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 was seventy when he assumed the office. Okay. So he left at seventy eight. He and left Biden at seventy eight. Where you know. Yeah, I mean, you right. can when you listen between pudding and jelly beans, and Nancy Reagan changing his <laughs> diapers, he was good. I got no respect for Reagan. Oh, okay, every everybody else in these mother Reagan went out well and no, in well. well. Oh, Nancy, can you give me a sponge bath and then feed me some jelly beans? <sighs> that motherfucker. I don't got no respect for him. Fuck him. Uh, clearly. Joe broke. <laughs> I think I think I, what I do. Foot. Here's what here's yeah, what I do like though. What is that? He he broke, he broke his foot kicking all that Trump ass. <laughs> Oof. He broke his foot playing with his dog. Oh lord, that's that's the story they put now. Oh yeah, he what probably I, broke his yeah, foot. Yeah, kicking somebody in the ass. You're probably right. What what I do hey, like is ass. Kamala is there at every meeting. I don't know if you guys know this. She has to be. You don't see him. Without seeing her, very whenever she's there, she's right there on his arm. That's by design. They're trying to nurse. She's not his nurse. Hold up. Warning, warning. This is about to be a racist statement. Warning, of course she's his nurse. Yes, Rick beat me to the punch. (laughs) I mean, I Jamaican and Indian. Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? She's feeding that nigga. Yo, she's feeding him curry and turmeric at the same time, my dude. He's that he's not gonna have no arthritis swelling or nothing. Masala and cannabis. Yo, son. Are you kidding me? He, he's always coming out jogging. Yeah. <laughs> she she giving that motherfucker shots of bedroom bully. <laughs> fucking bedroom bully drink. Here you go, Joe. Oh my god, I feel I feel like I got some extra malarkey in me. Yeah, that motherfucker. Nah, <laughs> yeah. but shall I give you a tonic? <laughs> shall I give him a little tonic there? It should be good, you know. But nah, really, honestly, I definitely 
see what you guys are saying. I mean, I see it when I watch him. It's going to be scary because of all the conspiracy theories that they're already saying now, right? And if it comes to fruition, it's going to be like, see, that's what they were waiting for. He, She poisoned him, and that's why she's president. I think that that would be the only way that she would get elected is if she became president a year from now and does such a kick-ass job that everybody goes, you know what? She deserves another term. Or she That's deserves exactly a going to Hopefully he'll eke out two That's years. the only way. He can take I, 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 do a kick-ass job. What'd you say? What'd you say, uh, Al? I said hopefully he can do two years. Mm-hmm. She'll do the last two years, do a great job, pick up the next four years. Would she be able to run for another four-year term? Yes. No. Yes. She, no. No, yes. you can only do eight years. Not when no, 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 no. When you become let, let's check that out. Because fake I want to say it's not fake I news. Up. I looked it up already. Oh, if you, what is, if you if you assume the presidency at any time, let's say let's say it's just the last six months, and then she runs again and wins. That's still two terms. Hmm. It's still two terms. It's still technically you can only hold the office for two consecutive terms, whatever whatever the length and duration of those terms are. Because I wanted mm-hmm. to know that I had that same question, so I just looked it up. That's what I was talking about with, as far as Trump and him running like again. So it, 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 that follows the same the same rule, then I guess. Yeah, so well, Trump can run again. He can run yeah, again. Yeah. It doesn't have to be consecutive. It's not consecutive. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be consecutive. Mm-hmm. So wait a minute, though. If if she only held the office for a month, that's considered a full term. It, it's it's you're in the seat. You can't be in the seat. It's not the length of the term. It's how it, are you in the seat during any period so yeah mm. if it was a month then she could only run for one more one more term yep all right so we so she got to push him down into white house steps like first month <laughs> january 22nd <laughs> valentine's day she, yo, you, she, she gonna she gonna she gonna be the mean jamaican nurse like i'm tired of dealing with this shit joe i fed you already stop with that shit before i throw you out of the blood clot steps sir <laughs> sir <laughs> sir i fed you already sir and i changed your stunken ass diaper <laughs> joe you smell like shit and piss again i tired of changing you she's gonna throw that motherfucker down the white house shaft uh, oh how are you being so mean to me shut your blood I'd buy it, Bella. Oh, my God. Listen, man, I think that the only way that she would be able to win an election is if she like she'd have to come in. They have to, she had to, you know, tag in and do a crazy bang up job. That's like no one has ever done. No, because- I think I think I think that's why they, that's why every time you see her, him, you see her just in case a something happens to him. Mm-hmm. She can step right in. But also they're they're showing America that they're governing together. That's yeah. very intentional so that she can run. Because mm-hmm. Joe ain't going to... Whatever happens, I hope he's well. Joe's not Joe, running again. Joe's not running not. again. So they're trying to say, look, she has ostensibly been there every step of the way. So she is absolutely qualified now to do this job. And I Fucking, think they're setting her up for that. Did, listen, but I don't know if, if America will will vote I'm, for a black woman. I don't I'm know. telling you that they won't. I'm telling you this. We unless said that names, about Barack. Unless, unless, it, unless, about her Barack. Name's Oprah, unless her name's Oprah Winfrey. If they have to put Joe Biden's head in a glass and attach him to some sort of computer, they will <laughs> fucking do that. Joe Headroom? Joe Headroom. Yeah. They'll fucking listen. 
He'll put him in a fucking box. His head. Y'all are foul with that one. Malarkey. Yeah, they'll fucking do that shit. Wow. Yeah, man. That's Viz, son. Motherfucking Joe Headvoo. This show is disgusting. It's Christmas time <laughs> with the coding. So what do you? When you're sitting around with your family, feeling a little racist, and you want something else to warm up your heart, have a little sip of my product. It's delicious, and it's racist. Thank you for drinking Basil Hayden. Hey yo. Rye from Mighty Fragrant Body Oils. And when I'm not searching and looking for George Zimmerman, I'm trying to track down Basil Hayden so I can snuff him for kicking slaves in the face. I'm listening to Dakota 40. All right? Chill. What is everybody doing for the holidays? Man, it's still Are we doing anything? Low key. It's still low key. Yeah. But you know what? I, I am really not on, I'm not really on the Christmas shit, to be honest. And I. I, I try to discourage it in my home as much as possible. There's no Santa Claus here. Did you say Christmas I, shit? <laughs> I said Christmas shit. I ain't on the Christmas he, shit. He is the Melania of this podcast. He is the Melania yes. of Trump of this podcast. Sorry, everybody. I'm not. I'm not. I don't do the Christmas well, shit. It's not, that I, it's not that Christmas itself. I'm talking about the American version of Christmas where we're all just consuming more than we need and just fucking overindulgence. That's the part that I'm not, I'm not participating in. We're not buying a tree. My kids are getting gifts, but they're getting, they're not getting a whole bunch of gifts. They're getting a couple of really good gifts. Mm-hmm. Not, not 200 gifts. They're getting a couple of good gifts because also I know that my family is also going to give them gifts. So I just don't want to, I don't want them to get into the idea that Christmas is about getting things. Mm. No, I don't think that it. I don't think that it's good. I think that it's, it. It kind of you. You got babies. Yeah. Well, is Christmas about the birth of Christ or is it not? That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. Well, it's about Santa Claus, Santa Claus, and getting gifts. Yeah. There's no Santa Claus. There's no Santa Claus. I already told my four year old. That Santa Claus is make believe. Oh, you I can't are, wait till oh, she goes. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> That's a rough time. Nah, I, I don't. I, 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 listen, I'm with. Listen, I'm. I'm man. with Rick because when my daughter, I, I, I got you gifts. about Santa. There's no you gifts. Is is Daddy? Your yeah. black Daddy is giving you gifts. Yeah, not giving crazy not white man. That white man. Well, I I already attribute. Santa Claus is being part of the white supremacist arm. My brother. Sorry. Listen, it's right there there in your face. You take the T and move it around and it's Satan. It's right there in your face. The man wears a red suit. It's right there in your face. He lives at the North Pole where all the troglodytes live. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I tell my that's what I tell my babies. That's what I tell my babies. You sit them down, like listen. This Sorry. is the real story. <laughs> I mean Santa. Yo. No, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. Um in the last couple of years, 
we had it it was gradual right it, we've scaled down christmas in the last i'd say 3 years to where we are right now my daughter's 13 years old there's things that she wants throughout the year she uh is fully aware and capable of using the amazon wish list and throughout the year i get her stuff or my wife will get her stuff i am not subscribing to and I'm not saying that any of you guys are, but a lot of people subscribe to the bankrupt policy of Christmas. I'm going to make myself bankrupt. So when tax time comes around, maybe I can pay all this off. I'm not giving money to feed this system any more than I have to. Now, with that being said, if there's something that my daughter really wants, we'll make concessions. There's one or two things. And I told her, I said, listen, I'm not going to do it where there's a 25th. If I happen to get it January 3rd because I saw it on Amazon and it was mad cheap, oh, well, that's when you're going to get it. But I'm not going to fall into that Christmas trap, man. I, I'm I'm so d- done with that shit. And I see so many people I, I, where I work, I see so many people bankrupt themselves, mm. spending thousands and thousands of dollars, you know? And, 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 and it's, I mean, if any, if any year we need to kind of save our money and think wisely, it's this one. And people are still out there wilding the fuck out. It's crazy. My, my youngest believes still believes in Santa. Uh, my oldest, uh, I'm not sure exactly. Let me, let me let me talk to him. Put him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, hey, my little young nigga. brother. Hey, Hello. Nigga. <laughs> Sit down, <laughs> my young brother. I need to tell you a story about a white man in a red that, suit. That shit ain't real. <laughs> Go back to your father. But when my oldest oh, my realized it, um, and he was ready to tell my son, actually, I think he did tell my youngest son. And I, I pulled him aside. I said, it's not about Santa Claus. It's about the magic of giving and feeling young and feeling like, you know, things happen. And that's the part that I buy into. Yo, Rick's uh, face is fucking part, amazing right now. <laughs> the part that there's like, there's, there's magic in the world. And you can believe that you're going to get something and it happens. You a mystical nigga, ain't you? (laughs) (laughs) His face was like, get that magical super Negro shit out of here. I I just like, why? Why? Why give him that? Why? Why not? Because it's not true. There's a lot of not true in the world. And I don't tell them that the stuff that's not true. L L wants his son to 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 hold on to a little bit more innocence before he's. Yeah. Uh, no, you can be you can be innocent and still know the truth. No, like, you, you can't. That's have, the you, problem. You, you, no, that's not true. You can't. You don't have to have the tooth fairy in order to be innocent. You do. I just got that's an idea. That's the lie that was told. That's the lie. That's the lie. Oh, that folk, you got to have these folklores that don't belong to you. All right, brother Malcolm. You gotta have these stories and folklores that don't belong to you in order for you to have a full childhood. Because that's that's what that's what my family feels like. That I'm threatening my children's childhood, but I'm not. Yeah, you are. Why do you feel that way? No. Why do you feel it's only in comparison to other kids who He's get fed a lot? Reenactment. Oh. Reenactment. Yes, um, Mr. Campbell, I understand that you have your beliefs, but your daughter. Blew up the fucking spot. <laughs> we had Santa here, and she was like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Get him out of here! He's a white man in a suit." The kids were screaming, right back here." <laughs> started pulling his beard off. He's a new Israelite in front of class. 
<laughs> in defense of Rick, I had Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy growing up, but my father never participated in it. And when he got older, he says, I never wanted to do that to you. He says, I never wanted to lie to you. Do that to you, nigga. <laughs> He's like, he was like, he was like, he's like, he's like, I didn't, he says, I did not want to lie to you. And I thought that Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and Easter Bunny and all of that was a lie. He says, all of that was your mother. He goes, I ain't stop her, but I ain't want to lie to you. I mean, I gave her five dollars and shit. How do you know something? How do you know something is bullshit? And then teach it to your kids, right? How do you know something is like born out of some pagan rituals that have nothing to do with Christianity? I'm not a Christian, right? My wife's a Christian. So I respect her wanting to celebrate Christmas. But how do you know something is born out of something that is not related to what you're celebrating and teach that to your children? I can't do it. It's kind of like, well, who the fuck is Santa Claus and what does he have to do with the birth of Christ? What is Uh, this Christmas tree about? You believe in movies? What is, they're not <laughs> fictional. They're real. They exist on. They exist on. They're tape. stories. They exist stories. on digital. They're stories. No. Well, every story is not real. Exactly. Okay. You go to the movies and you enjoy the movie, and even if it's a, a non-fictional story. Yeah. A fictional story. I'm sorry. Fictional story. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy it, right? Then Do I understand? Nothing, there's okay. nothing. Do You're I, not taking anything away from your enjoyment of it, knowing that it's not real. But I know it's not real. Exactly. No, one, no one's told me this is a documentary about a guy who comes back from the dead and kills people in a boiler room. And I think that it's a, it's a documentary. Nobody told me that. Okay? So, yes, it's okay for me to enjoy something that I know is fictional. So when I tell my daughter that Santa Claus is not real... But that sword nigga is. <laughs> <laughs> so you better do your homework because that sword motherfucker is coming. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, no, shit. it's the difference between someone telling you that it's real and someone and you understanding it's not real and enjoying it as a story. You can read a book, and it's fiction, and it's fantasy, but if you think that it's a real place. I'm not going to tell my child that that Narnia is a real place. I'm not no. going to tell my hold I'm not going to tell my child that 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 uh, Harry Potter's a real person. But he is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god! I'm glad. And especially and especially when it when when it's and when it's when it supports a white supremacist system. My dad wasn't even around, and I'm hold still up. Hold on. I'm not, hold I'm not doing it. L's youngest son is, is 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 a couple years older than, than Rick's daughter. They are not playing together. His daughter <laughs> cat out the bag. Santa, nigga, you still believe in Santa? <laughs> <laughs> kind of fool's gold shit is that? <laughs> exactly. well, she likes she likes she likes this the Santa Claus figurine. Mm-hmm. She likes the, the image of Santa. Like if we go out and there's like somebody has lights up and there's a big Santa. She's like, oh, Santa. Santa's not real. I wouldn't tell her Elmo's real. I'm not going to so tell her Santa's a, real. You, wait, you told the Elmo's not real? No. Oh. I'm not a fucking... Get out of here, nigga. He's like, I'm not an animal. I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> what? I'm going to tell her Elmo's not real. Oh, here we go. Elmo good, Santa bad. What's the... What's the difference? I don't see the difference. 
Did you say you, you don't see the difference between Santa and Elmo? Oh my God! Do you know how much power Elmo? Hey, has? he said it. I didn't, everybody... I didn't bring up the comparison. So before we go any okay. further, um, if you're a parent, and we probably need to put this at the beginning of the show, <laughs> do not let your child listen to the last 30 minutes of this show because First they will you not, parent, you should not let your child, child listen to the last 60 minutes of this show. Direct yourself to child services immediately. <laughs> oh, shit. And if you're an adult who still believes in Santa, then you got bigger problems than <laughs> <laughs> in a little bit. Magic, hold up. Magic getting that letter. So I was listening to the uh, latest episode, Christmas episode, and they said Santa wasn't real, and you guys crushed my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Where did this letter come from? <laughs> I used to write to Santa all the time, and he always answered. <laughs> always been, had, he always had different handwriting, though. Who's been eating my cookies? <laughs> <laughs> so so would any of you allow uh your child if if there was no covid to sit on the lap of a santa even if they were black fuck no no nah. that i have not been with no we have I, never I, done that i'm gonna tell you a quick story uh my daughter was about seven eight years old she had already had an idea that you know santa was bullshit right okay they had a santa at the school or whatever and you know course is they're taking pictures or whatever so my loving wife gave her the rundown don't you sit on no man's lap that you don't know including that man in the red suit so do not sit in his lap so when we get the picture back sure enough you standing next to him she is standing right next to the motherfucker with the grin, <laughs> with the, with the grin on her face like see mom i ain't sitting on nobody's laps but yeah no 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 we don't do the lap thing no no easter bunny no santa None of that shit. Because I don't know who the fuck that motherfucker is. <laughs> Y'all sound so militant. Like Yo, me not deal with Santa business. I don't, know, I don't know if Santa's a, a, a pervert or a petty. Uh-uh, we're not going to play no games. Because that's something you can't, that's something your child cannot take back after they're exposed to something. So why put them in harm's way? So fuck Santa, the Easter Bunny, and the rest of these motherfucker costume-wearing motherfuckers. <laughs> Kiss my ass. You ain't touching my child. Don't get get, get your fake-ass Barney away from my kid, your fake-ass Dora. And nine mm-hmm. times out of ten, when they see these 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 uh, these uh costume-wearing motherfuckers, they get scared of them. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to... They're, they're, not not supposed, they're not supposed they're not, to be that big. Exactly. They don't know how to process Barney in real life. <laughs> how the fuck is this mother... This big-ass dinosaur... <laughs> Trying to grab on me. No, get away from me. Okay, so if Santa is bad, what about Disney World? And nope. And and the, oh god, no. You already know Rick's position on Disney. I am the Rick's same. Like, I'm not fucking know. with Disney. Listen, I don't. I don't want my child sitting on anybody's lap. Okay. No, I don't mean sitting on somebody's lap. I'm talking about the theme park, Great Adventure. Disney, oh, yeah, World. Disney World, but, but they I have, they have but they have characters in the Great Adventure. They have characters in Times Square. So what? They my child can look at the characters, but we're not taking pictures. We're not interacting. We're not doing none of that. I, it, it's funny. I was I was just on a work trip, and a, uh, the guy that I was working with was talking about taking his three sons to Disney World for the first time, and how much do I think it costs? And I really wanted to say, 
it doesn't matter how much it costs. I would never take my children to the fucking den of the beast. And <laughs> but I didn't say that. I said, wow. I have no idea how much it would cost, but I bet it would be probably expensive. Really expensive. Yeah. Really? But no. you know what? It's sort of like, okay, you know, the, the founder of this company is a Nazi, basically. Yes. Why would you put money in their pocket? Why would I why would I say to my child, and you know the history of Disney and the and the and the and the cartoons that they made, and even how they depict and and we and we ha- we have girl children and and boy children, how they depict girl children, uh, how they depict women in their media, like how do we support that? Like we really have to look at what they're putting out in the world and what we're sus- subscribing to and what we're exposing our kids to. Oh, and I can't. Oh, 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 I'm just a mouse. Oh. <laughs> I'm just a racist mouse. What, what's cra- oh. What's crazy about that is, is my parents took me to all of that. And some of my fondest memories with my parents are at Disney World, Disneyland, Universal Studios, these places. Your best memories are spending time with your parents. 100%. You could have done that. You could have done that at Sesame Place. You could have done that at, at Amish Country. You could have done that at Mount Rushmore. It's about spending time with your family and your people. It didn't matter if Mickey Mouse was there or not. No, nah, I did. Because Max, sat nah, did. you sat in his lap, Mac? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I did not. I knew there was some more. I knew there was some more coming. That's why I let him go. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this episode, and I'm sure you are, be sure to catch the guys for Decoding 40 After Dark every Monday night at 11 p.m. if you're on the East Coast and 8 p.m. if you're on the West Coast. Streaming live on Facebook and YouTube, it's the same shit, just live. Decoding 40 After Dark. Hi, guys of Decoding 40. This is Nakia, your listener known as Sealed with the Six. I wanted to say happy holidays to you guys, and thank you for making my year hilarious while I've been working at home. Thank God I'm working from home because y'all was about to get me fired because I seriously was hollering at my desk. But thank you so much for this wonderful podcast. I would say more, but I am hilarious. And I'll still all of your listeners. Take care. Bye. Any wishes for everybody? What are you guys expecting for your New Year's? What are you guys hopeful for your New Year's? Let's leave everybody with an encouraging note for 2021. Nah, fuck that. Um, <laughs> no, um, I I think that this is this is what I want to do for the new the new year, and I think everybody should do. For a long time in my life, I've you know I, I've never been one for organized religions, and you know you go through things in life that make you question uh, your spirituality and things of that nature. But I, I know for 2021, 20, I want to kind of return to that. And I think as a, as a society and, and as a community, we need to have a, some, some uh, foundation of, of spiritualism. And that's what I want to return to. I think that in order for myself to become successful in this coming year, I think I need to have that baseline there. And whatever your belief system is, you know what I mean. I, I'm not. I'm not knocking religion, 
Um, I just don't subscribe to it. I think that I'm more of a spiritual person. I don't think I don't like the rules and regulations of some religions and the falsehoods. Find whatever it is that you believe in that's going to help you stay focused. And I think that's that's my goal for the year to have that foundation, pray, meditate, um, try to find that inner peace, because that's what we all need. You know, um, you don't have to go to church to 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 believe in what you believe in. You don't have to go to your your house of worship. It's all within inside of you, man. And I think it's necessary in order for, you know, myself and everybody. And that's what I hope to do in 2021, try to maintain that uh that vision. What about you? Well, I, I know I've, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Rick. No, no, I know I've said a lot of stuff about, you know, Christmas and you know, trees and Santa and blah, blah, blah. But the the one thing that I think this season, what's very important is, you know, connecting with your family and spending time with your family, you know, whether it's extended, but, you know, in the COVID season, it's, it's difficult to be able to do that. Um, but that's what's most important in, in all of this. You know, it's not about the gifts. It's not about that particular day, but this is a season where you can sort of slow down and appreciate the gift of being in the lives of the people that you love the most because tomorrow's not promised and we got to we we have to really appreciate what we have and that's what this season means to me you know and um as far as 2021 i'm really just hoping that you know we sort of dig ourselves out of this this isolation that we sort of we've been in for the entire the entire year really you know, and we get to come together in fellowship again, you know, just us as as Decoding 40 crew, just to be able to get together and, and go somewhere and just have a drink and be together because we haven't been able to do that. You know, mm-hmm. um, the closest that we've we've gotten is, you know, L stopped by to drop off something and mm-hmm. Vin stopped by and hung out in the backyard for a minute. But that's as close as we've gotten. And, um, you know, we look forward to meeting Mac's daughter and, 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 you know, and hanging out and really being able to build, build on, on our family here. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to 2021. No doubt. Oh, I, I just want to echo that. Um, I think it's going to be more important now more than ever to hold on and love on your family and your partners and your kids and your extended family and your friends and just let them know that you love them as often as much as possible. Um, and as far as 2021, I, I agree. I'm, I'm looking for us to figure out a way to get beyond this moment where we can't be social. Like I, I, I want to be social. I was talking to a friend of mine who was like, we should just get together for coffee. I'm like, I can't even feel comfortable getting a coffee because I'm worrying about people sneezing or coughing around me or not wearing their mask properly. So I just want to get us beyond this and we can get back to whatever, however it looks. But as long as it is us, uh, you know, being being close and, and sharing camaraderie with one another, that's what I'm looking forward to in 2021. And I'm also looking forward to doing some great things in business and, um, just seeing everybody prosper and figure out what, what the new uh, normal looks like. So, um, you know, peace to everybody out there and uh, keep your head up. I know I, I'm often quoted by saying that the earth is the most 
the toughest planet to live on in in the galaxy, and that's only because this is the only planet that we know. But we, we collectively can uh, lean on each other and make it make make it a better uh, existence for us all. That's dope. I am first and foremost looking forward to bringing my daughter home as she's not right now, but she is doing very well. And and being a father in that first year, I'm really excited to see what that looks like, um, what that feels like. And I'm I'm very, very excited to get to know my daughter and let my daughter get to know me. And I'm I'm really I welcome this new experience. Um, I want to work on being a better man, a better person, and get back focused on my health. Cause I think I let that go in 2020 just because there was so many, it was like crisis after crisis after crisis. Um, and I just think I kind of let that go because last year I was like health is wealth, and this year I was like cookies are good. Snacks is uh, snacks is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> snacks ain't whack. Yeah, this, this year I was like cookies, is but good. I know how to. Yeah, I know how to do it, and I wasn't moving. I wasn't going anywhere. Um, also, like L, I'm 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 looking forward to doing a lot of good things in business. A lot of good things have been. I had an amazing business year, one of the best years I've had in over ten years in business, and um, I'm looking to not only expand on that, but um, I've had some interesting opportunities presented to me that I that I'm excited to show the world. Um, so I'm I'm excited about all of those, um, and just you know help as many people as I can. You know, and I I really feel like if if um, you know you don't always you don't always have to get it right. You just got to get it going. And I just want to see other people succeed and excel. And 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 uh, you know when 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 my daughter was born, I had this really interesting feeling of you know, playtime is over and factory, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it was just like, you know, okay, you know, double down and triple down on seriousness and self-discipline. And, and, um, you know, that's been, that's been very, uh, it, it, it's been very enlightening, um, that, that whole process. So, um, I'm just excited. I'm excited for 2021 and hopefully, hopefully we can put this whole, um, COVID thing behind us, whatever that, whatever the new normal looks like, because I don't think it'll ever be the same. I think it'll be new. So, I, I think in about five. I mean, I think in five years, if it's gone, it'll be back to normal, just because people have a short uh, attention span. But I wanted to touch on what you said about the health thing. I think we've all uh, got COVID twenty five pounds, not even nineteen, because I weighed myself the other day. I wasn't happy, but you know, food is comfort, and that's some of the some of the things that we needed to get through this crazy fucking year but i'm with you mac i i, I definitely for 2021 gotta get back on my fucking grind and stop eating sandwiches and snacks and cakes nigga but cakes are so delicious i love you cakes. delicious <laughs> cakes I love you. he said i love you cakes i love you cakes <laughs> and i love high sodium noodles from costco <laughs> but i don't want to have a stroke so let me stop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, health, health, and wealth for 2021. No, no fucking doubt, man. Health yeah, wealth for 2021. Cool, man. All right. So we about to wrap up the show. Any last words, fellas? Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Happy Christmas. Hanukkah. Happy, Happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. Happy whatever it is you celebrate, just spend some time That's with your family. Rest. Yes, love, love the ones you're with. Yes, love the ones you're with. And let's all chip in and get Alaric a Disney Christmas tree. And I think it'll be great. Hello. Hello. Hey, Howard. Hello. 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 Hello.
<laughs> Kindling. Hate, hate crime. It'll be a hate crime in Brooklyn. So you just hear him yelling, me don't do Christmas bomba club. <laughs> <laughs> a tree grows in Brooklyn. Not on my not, damn not on my porch. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> all right, cool, everybody. Listen, happy holidays from all of us here at Decoding 40. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show. We're going to be taking next week off to get some rest and relaxation and spend some time with our families. But please tell everybody about us. Like, subscribe. We have some exciting new things coming for you. Remember, new episode every Friday live and a live stream every monday night at 11 p.m on facebook and youtube come hang out with the decoding 40 uh crew also we have our new facebook group where you can come hang out with us and engage with the decoding 40 crew uh more treats coming in 2021 we love you guys thank you for listening thank you for supporting us for the last two years and we're going to just keep rocking and rolling in 2021 and we will talk to you next year Peace. 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 Hey, y'all. This is PJ, a.k.a. PJ Ryan, a.k.a. Philip James, producer, co-host of Highly Melanated Podcast, as well as the Dear You Project Podcast, Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to all of my Brooklynites out there. I am and have been a huge fan of The Coding 40 since before I became 40, now that I am 40, I can appreciate the podcast so much more. You guys are hilarious. Great conversation. And I'll say this. I have several favorite episodes. LO is going to know which one I'm going to already pick, which is probably the one that he says that is the most cringy for him. But hey, man, sir. <laughs> I listen to that part. Every single time I need to actually... Um, I need to laugh. I need to feel good. And I always go back to that one. It's actually saved at the exact same point every single time. Would you be with your beautiful cut foot, nigga? Hey, now, son. Hey, cool, sir. And then, of course, the other one, where Kareem makes his guest appearance in reference to his his issue with Seamless, a.k.a. Grubhub. Uh, bitch, are you dumb? <laughs> man, I love you guys, man. Keep doing such great work. Shout it out. Decoding 40.